All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, beloveds. How's it going? It's going pretty good. How about you? It's going well. Good. It's been a... um. This week went by kind of fast, actually. I was going to say it's been a long week, but it actually went by kind of fast. Yeah, it did. I wonder why. Because <sighs> we've been busy. Mm. The yeah. slaving. Yeah. Working for every dollar, every dime. Right. Yeah. We don't have a weekend recap because... We're recording on a Friday. Yes. And the weekend hasn't come, but we have some cool plans in store for the weekend. Lots of things to do. Planning on going to a couple of functions, hanging out with friends. Summer has arrived. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's here. It has arrived, but yeah. it has arrived. I'm so excited. It Ooh. has arrived. I need to get my hair together. I meant to. I was. Oh, I thought you were doing it today. Huh. <laughs> I mean, like somebody else do it. Oh, okay. I wasn't asked you to braid it today, but then I realized we didn't have that mirror. Oh, in yeah. Here. I need a do in my head. But I'm you know, getting I my could... hair cut on the ninth, so I was like, I don't want to get braids. I could have threw a set in for you tomorrow. 
I plan to be over at my old apartment doing some spiffing it up, cleaning it up. Yeah. Um, so I could have came on by your house before I head back to that might happen. The city, and then we'll see how tomorrow goes. Let's with my see. hair, God mm-hmm. darn. If you do your wash and go tonight, by tomorrow to have dried and be looking. Well, I can do it in the morning and just oh. diffuse it. Oh, the wash and go has been hitting lately, yeah. mm-hmm. so it might be a vibe. Right. Just depends on the look you're going for. Yeah, I don't know what I'm wearing yet. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we went by fast. Plans are set for the weekend. Titties will be out. Oh. I mean, not really. I'm just saying, oh. you know, like, like, what are you wearing? A boosty? No, no, no. Bando? No, no, no. <laughs> no, just the thrill of, you know, being outside. Being outside uh, yeah. still. Yeah. But y'all stay safe out there because Delta variant is real. We spoke about it last week. More cases. It's not a fucking joke. But we going to be outside. Yeah. With a mask on. Yes, we are. <laughs> so um oh you know what we're recording video i don't know if you guys have noticed or or realized we record the episodes and they are released on youtube they are at the black girl bravado pod yes so follow us over there subscribe to the youtube if we'll you're put the link in our bio mm-hmm, in our show notes a video mommy then this might be right up your alley so let us know how you're loving the video content so it took us a while to get here, but we're here. We're here. And, and we that, ain't going no goddamn place. For that, I applaud us. Yes. Because we set out to do some things. And once we make it. Let's put some sound effects right there. Some applause. Yeah. <sighs> you know. <laughs> something. So, um, yeah, you ladies did in fellas. No, ladies. It was, a it was only I'm the girls. Say fellas. I Don't tried to give y'all credit. And I ain't seen a fella pop up yet. No. In the ratings and the reviews. But you ladies definitely came through with your ratings and reviews this week. So another applause. I don't know if it's the threatening, the guilt trips, whatever it is, keep them coming because we have a goal of 2,000 rating and reviews that we are trying to reach by the end of this year. But most importantly, these ratings and the reviews help us dramatically we have a lot of plans on the horizon and we need people to know that y'all are listening to this show and you love it here period okay it's called credibility so what's tea so let me let me read our review of the week this one comes from alex 91 hey alex she says as for us in our home you will leave a review and that's what i loved and that's mando it's a requirement Mm -hmm. around here so She says, I have been listening in the shadows for a minute now, and I love this show. You ladies are doing something special. So much love, laughter, honesty, and insightfulness in this podcast. I have started to go back and listen to older episodes because there are so many gems to be received from you ladies. I thank you for taking the time out and having a cute kiki with us. You ladies continue to flourish and grow, and I will see you at your next live event. I thought she was going to say, and I will see you at the top, because that is where you will <laughs> yeah, see us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see us at the top, and, and you'll, you'll see, see us, us at, at the our live next event. live event, mm-hmm. which we are um, going to start cooking at. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be in December. Plan to be in L.A. in December if you are not already in motherfucking L.A. Yeah. Because it's going to be a vibe. If you're in L.A. or make plans to be in L.A., it's our five-year anniversary, so we're planning to come. Correct. Real big. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about it. This uh, girl's preaching. Thinking about it. 
Five years? Come on. That's a milestone. It's a milestone. This podcast will be in kinder this year. It will be a kindergartner. Yeah. Which. Wow. Is epic. We're raising up a child in the way that they should go. Yes, we are. So, um. No, we actually no. Patreon. Patreon. Y'all, goddamn, forgive me. Patreon is our exclusive membership community. Y'all know what we do over there. We drop bonus episodes, goodies. Um, We are just connecting with our girls. We're going to be on that feed a little more frequently. We're going to be on that feed a little more frequently. Y'all drop what y'all want to talk about. We'll put some shit in there too. But uh, it's a really great platform if you want more of what you already enjoy here. Yeah, there's so much bonus content on there. One of the years mommies, of years worth. Yeah, one of the mommies who joined said that um it was almost overwhelming because there's so much like we check in and talk about things happening in our real lives <laughs> every month on yeah. Patreon. In addition to the bonus episode, if you're a bestie, so there's like endless content over there. Yes. So, and journal prompts. But this week, I guess y'all don't like what we're doing here because you didn't go over there. There were no new patrons. There were no new patrons, which is disheartening. Yes. Get your asses over there and tap in. I want to see it. I want to I want to feel too. it. I want to feel it. <laughs> Period. It's essential. We want to feel. So anyway, new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. What's happening this week? Oh, wow. Let me open my device. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting usually you kick that off. Well, one thing oh. that was kicked off was you know, Jeff Bezos into space. That is what happened, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon, who is a multi-billionaire. I mean, he got money coming out the yin, motherfucking yang. He's rich, rich. Yeah, the wazoo. Um, Wazooiana. He took a little dip into space. And the edge of space. People were like, "What's the edge?" And if you there, you there. Yeah. And the supposedly Who else they went with him? Went. How many people were there? Like five. Uh, yeah, I think there were like four or five people. Mm-hmm. People are so fascinated with space. Like, what the fuck going on whites. in space? People said the whites are planning something, y'all. They're like they're getting up out of here. Well, you saw that um, Uzi said that he's planning on purchasing a planet. He he already is in the process. He already like basically has it, but I guess he's working on the logistics. But he's bought one. Yeah, a small planet. If they getting the fuck up out here, I need to find a way to hitch a ride. The stowaway. Imagine stowing away on a fucking spaceship. The, the stowaway. The stowaway hiding. So <clears throat> Jeff Bezos took a spin to space. Came back. There was like a little um, interview press, press conference, conference mm-hmm. about their trip and his feelings. The man had the nerve to say that he thinks. He wants to thank the Amazon customers and employees because we, I'm going to say we, because yeah, I am baby, a customer. Yeah, baby getting my coins. Pay for it. When that was the wrong thing to say, when yeah. we are very well aware of the mistreatment, underpayment of Amazon employees, they have quotas that they have to reach where I heard that they're pissing in bottles. What? Because, you know, the drivers, they're pissing in bottles, not stopping to use the restroom because they have quotas that they need to reach or they will be let go. It's like very stressful working for Amazon, not to mention they're not being paid fairly. So it's like, Jeff, tap in. Yeah. So then he was getting a lot of backlash. He turns around and decides to do some philanthropic work nah. and donate $100 million to Van Jones and some other white person that I don't know. But we know who Van Jones is. I want to know 
What moved him to give it to Van? And what's Van going to do with it? It'll be going to be donated right to my pocket. He said they can do whatever they want to do with the coins. 10% to the Lord, which, okay, the tithe. And then, yeah, 100 million? 100, I don't know if I would really tie to 10. I keep it two Virgils. Ooh, I got to keep it two Virgils. I don't know if it did church. I don't know if it would get 10. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) One meal to one church? I don't. I just don't know if I don't. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'll have to pray on it. I'll I have need to the see money what the to Lord, hit my account. I'll have to see what God moves I me to do. I need the money to hit my account. What He put on my heart to do? Because you know, I ain't gonna get into it with y'all. I ain't gonna get into it with y'all. I'm gonna leave my case. I'm gonna save my opinions to myself about that specific topic. Okay. But um, 100 mil. If Jeff deposit, if 100 mil hit my account from Jeff Bezos, if I got a Zelle notification saying 100 million just had been transferred into your account, <laughs> girl, I would be checking. You know, I'm like, is this supposed to be here? Is it real? Is this supposed to be? First, here? I would call Jeff and thank him. Mm-hmm. Well, first, I would be thanking the Lord. I would be thanking him and saying, Lord, I seen what you did for others and then you did it for me. And that's why he wants his percent. <laughs> He's like, so you see. You I see. give it the night yeah, and you, take you it. it. We would have a conversation, me and God. Me and God would. And I'm going to leave everybody out of my motherfucking yeah, business. Because yeah, he knows my That's who you need to talk to. Anyway. I'm going to take it up with him. But I would be thanking him for his graciousness and for his goodness and mercies mm-hmm. that follow me all my days. And then I would turn around and thank Jeff. Yeah. For being so gracious. And then I'm calling my niggas and we balling out. Okay. You I'm know paying, you. You know um, we love. Student loans are being paid. If I get one million, I'm giving a mil You're to all of them. You're getting 100 million. 100 million. 100 that's what I meant. Million. And I will gladly receive my. I will be giving all my family members. I will gladly members receive my Zelle transfer. Like, one million. this is why. You're my best friend. You're a real bad bitch. Got our own money. money. And yeah. your money. <laughs> that you deposit. You're getting a mil. My mom and Jack are going to get their own million oh, each. That's our money's. Jackie's getting a million. Because you have a hundred of them. I have a hundred. I'm giving, I'm giving out 20 mil, pro, 20 mil to my close friends and fam. Okay. 20 mil for sure. I mean, so yeah, church will get a meal. Yeah. I mean, hey, whatever. I'll type 10. Oh, wait, no. 100. Ten. That means that's they got to get 10 mil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't call it. I can't call it. I can't call it, child. I don't know. I can't call it. But for sure, I probably would. Uh, 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 we be all these pins. They want to deposit here. Girl, I'm going to just take you to lunch. <laughs> no, no, no. My people get in there a million each. Okay, I'm God. giving them a meal. Thank Fuck you. it. Everybody. If I'm in this position, I need everybody on top with me. I don't want nobody complaining about what they don't got. I don't want to be fit, fitting the bill for everybody. Everybody eats. And you do what you want and with then, your meal. And then once I give you that, don't, don't come ask to me. me for nothing else. I've given you your meal. Period. Because I'm still sitting on 80. Yeah, you decide what you want to do with it because that's not my job. You're getting a meal. And I'm going to put money in my, um, I'll probably put 1 million each in Fabian and like my god kids and my nephews mm-hmm. i would probably put a million each away for them in a trust fund. yeah so that when Set they them up. period okay generational yeah i'm getting it to them yeah that's what i'm doing yeah. what about you what would you do what about your meal i would be giving out my um small philanthropic yeah <laughs> donations to friends that's and charity family. right there baby yeah, right. i'll be doing that feed the needy definitely paying off student loans for sure, figuring out where I need to invest so that I can continue this money building because 80 million though. 
I'm not all of it. I'm saying the part, the, the portion you that I You rich for life. You don't got no words. I know, but I still want to invest More. because that's the real generational. And then give it to you. My yeah. grandkids, my great the kids. I ain't even got vibes. a kid, but if I do, <laughs> you if will I have. do produce. Yes, you will have. They will be set up. Yeah. Somebody, my siblings, kids, somebody going to be rich forever. Yeah. And it's going to carry on. I was going to say the lackey legacy. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, the LA. buying a Starbucks, buying a something. Yeah, doing something to keep keep me sitting pretty and the people around me sitting pretty because Period. we've been in the ghetto for too long. Yeah, let's get on out. Let's get up and stay up. Yeah, period. So, yeah, that's definitely a blessing. I know Van Jones. Van's probably going to keep 50 or 60, 70, 80. He's probably going to do his little small donation somewhere. He got kids, right? I don't think he does. Oh, really? Y'all got to look into it. <laughs> I don't think. Oh, Van does have a daughter. Van does have a daughter. He has a daughter. I think just one daughter. Girl, Girl, I would have called him so fast. Like, <laughs> what we saying? No, what we doing? What we doing? I'd have been like, daddy. But Van Van has his little bag. You know, he got a bag. I mean, I know, but he didn't have that. No, that's hidden. He different. was probably touching. What he's touching? What he was touching, right. But, but Jeff made sure he grasped it. He yeah. said, grasp it. Grab the whole bag. Ooh. And that was nothing to Jeff. The hundred million, that's how much Jeff has that that hundred million was like giving twenty dollars. It was like a drop in the bucket. Okay, Jeff, people who are rich should be a little they need to pay more taxes. They need something. Something needs to happen. People, okay, and that's why people are a part of the reason why people are on Jeff's neck because he has the power and I mean literal it's his power. Money, but he has the power to really make some change mm-hmm. in the world like some real change with all that money that he's sitting on that he will probably never be able okay to so my question is if the roles were reversed and you were jeff in his position would you be looking to end world hunger in homelessness poverty what what because you know it's easy for people to say that hey, i didn't say it I no didn't no say no people were saying. No, no but i'm asking you know because or the role reversal right because it's easy for us to look at somebody else's money and be like if i had that this is what i would be doing or they should be doing this right whereas like just probably like nigga i done made a crazy amount of money for myself i'm not looking to right take on the world's problems to be you know what i mean I, fair I, hear, I totally what are your thoughts on that my thoughts because people are, are clocking jeff's coins and i am not clocking anybody's coins because i don't want nobody to clock mine don't tell me what to do right. with my money right. like whatever i decide to do with my money i understand the power that he has mm-hmm. if that's what he moved to decided do. to do but i also understand it's his money right and he's gonna do what he wants to do with it and i don't think that the people have the right to tell him what he should do with his money. Right. Of course, if he did do that, that would be great. Mm-hmm. He should be acknowledged for that. But I don't think he's obligated at all. Right. Because people are like, Jeff. Now, what I do think would be nicer, if you can give away $100 million, make better working conditions for your... Now, I think he's as obligated a business, to do that. As a business owner. Yes. Right? And as somebody who has the power to really impact his business and the, the what is that called? The enjoyment or the fulfillment the labor of, conditions. The, of his work fucking fucking employees, employees yeah. yeah change things around so if you can afford to pay everybody 25 dollars an hour then pay them 25 dollars an hour exactly if you can afford to whatever it might be better do working that. conditions increase wages <clears throat> there's things that he can implement in the amazon universe yeah for employees that i think he is obligated to do that's what i CEO. want yes well did he step down is he no longer the ceo 
I don't I'm know. sure he still has ownership. Yeah. Yeah. That's some something we would have to look more into the details. Right. But we know he has a bag and we know he can put in some policy and implement real change within Amazon. I know he could for the world, but right. we're going to limit it to Amazon for the sake of this conversation. Okay. So something else that has the internet in shambles is little Nas X. He stays with having the internet in shambles. That's what he does, though. That's what he does. Yeah, he literally knows how to manipulate the why interwebs. Is, why does he have... Why do people have so much to say about little Nas X, though? Well, let me get to that. Okay. So, little Nas X released the video for his song, Industry Baby. And we know that he came out a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like a year or two. And he's been really... um flaunting his sexuality and embracing it his femininity and gallivanting all around the lgbtqia plus community okay mm-hmm. he's been really giving the girls what they he's need he's been in every community he has been okay that one um like with the bt awards you know he what song did he do oh he did um montero the my, devil knows my name. What is call it? me by my name. Call me by my name. Call me Montero. by your name. Where did name? I get Montero from? Montenegro is the prison that he's in in the video. Uh. <laughs> so I mean, he like did the 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 kiss at the end, and um, you know, the video is like him in jail. If y'all haven't watched it, he's really he's doing what he's doing. He does what he does at this point. Yeah, he trolls people because people are so bothered mm-hmm. by his sexuality, him being so open of it and expressive about yeah. it. It really gets under people's skin and he finds a way to flip it and tumble it. He and does. Say, he you really know what? takes Let's get deeper up under the skin. You don't like me, I'm gonna put on a show. Yeah. And the whole song about him behind him possibly getting well not possibly he the video treatment the video treatment Mm -hmm. about him being in jail because he's being sued by nike for them little demon shoes that he put out um he really flipped that he He made a whole everything he takes everything everything. just like with the call me by my name video that all stemmed from how people say that gay people are going to go to hell Mm -hmm. and so he had he was in hell in the video yeah so if y'all haven't already watched the video um he's really he knows how to manipulate the the internet and people they love it i mean honestly it's like people who love it really love it and people who hate it are like and he even put out a disclaimer and was like the um industry baby video is not for your kids because people were pissed that old town road was been stopped making music for kids old town road wasn't that just even happened a, to catch on for with kids, kids but exactly he, but he didn't create it with the intent for it to be a children's a song. kids bop Right. Yeah, he's like, I'm letting y'all know now. He wasn't going to pass up opportunities to get his name up and go perform at them kids' schools. And that's the thing. people. You know people will immediately put an expectation on you based on... How they perceive. How they perceive you. Old Town Road was such a hit amongst kids and the the youngsters that people's parents were like, oh, Little Nas X is... For the kids. Exactly. Child appropriate. And now with the latest songs, he's like, look, I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. I'm not trying to be a role model. This video is not for your kids. It's very explicit and very um, sexually suggestive of shit. You see it, you know? People are dancing naked. Full on. He's slapping the asses. I mean, it's 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 um an adult video so he's like this is not for your children he is let you know he is fine 
<laughs> he's getting to his bag. You can tell he's got to it. It's there. The bag is there. It's secured and it's abundant. Yeah. It's visible in his. I love it though. I love seeing him being himself. His aesthetic glow up. I love it too. I have no problem with little Nas X doing what little Nas X does. It doesn't bother me. And we've never seen a, a pop artist, rap artist, whatever you, an artist like this be expressing themselves the way that they, the way that he is in the right. music industry. It's very rare. Although we have, you know, hmm. I mean, when Lil Ma came out, little is it Lil Ma? Young I mean, Ma. Young Ma. Why I call her Lil Ma, child? Young Ma, that was kind of like, oh, okay. Hmm. Some of the things she be saying in her, um, I don't like it. I'm like, girl, take get, me out. Get she was like, you gonna take this dick? I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you mean um, this clit? <laughs> <laughs> what dick is being taken? But then she was like, I got eight inch in the closet. I'm like, we get it. We get it. We that, get it. We're not dumb. It, so, yeah. I know, but it's just like, well, young my shut up. <laughs> she talks like she really got a dick attacked. I'm like, but I guess she does when it's time. She's doing what she does. To do what she needs to do. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's the tea for this week. Mm -hmm. We'll move it along. Let's go. So, last, last week, week's episode, this is my part. This is your part. Finally. So, Before we get into that, okay, let's just take a brief pause before we get into that um we are in the middle of our thriving we're in the middle of our thriving over surviving series we also have our statement collection that dropped a couple yes. of weeks ago where we have some pieces tied directly to this series we have our statements tea and we have our thriving over surviving tote mm -hmm. so if merch is your thing go on over to our website those items are available for you for you so my information is down in the show notes. Yes. So last week's episode was episode 200, y'all. What the fuck? Oh, wow. So this is cute. This is 201. Yeah. So um, like Brittany mentioned, we're in the middle of our Thriving Over Surviving series. We had a really great conversation with Dr. Joy of Therapy for Black Girls. Yes, Maya. Um, which was a very personal conversation. And we essentially talked about mother and father wounds. Mm -hmm. We chatted about setting boundaries and how to bring up and have hard conversations with our mother. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. 
Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me... It's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must-listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? 
Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Mothers and fathers. So um, if you haven't already listened, go back, take a gander. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you think. Dr. Joy is amazing. Um, Brittany's mom loved the episode. She did. <laughs> a lot of y'all love the episode. So. Yeah, and the topic for sure. And the topic, yeah. Parental wounds are... Real. Real, and we know that. Yes, which is why we, we have to talk parents. about it. Yeah, exactly. So we know the vibes. So this week we are continuing our thriving over surviving series, and we are talking about self-trust mm -hmm. trusting ourselves and also setting boundaries with ourselves and with others mm -hmm. so let's just get into it I mean the trust thing is funny because we um, mainly talk about how trust is something that's very important integral and integral in relationships with other people but very rarely do we have the conversation about how we trust or do not trust ourselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's so important. And we have to, I think that it's important for us to trust ourselves first before we expect other people to be trustworthy. Mm -hmm. It starts with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So do you consider yourself trustworthy? And like, I do. What I makes do. you think that? Um, because I be telling the motherfucking <laughs> truth. Okay. I be telling the truth. I thought about this today. Um, when I was thinking about specifically like infidelity, right. Or temptation or the desire to, um, just be dishonest in a situation where you're expected to be monogamous. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about how afraid I would be. What keeps me honest and telling the truth is one, I have a great relationship. Huh? Exactly. Well, I have a great relationship and I wouldn't want to fuck it up. Mm -hmm. But the second thing that keeps me in line is the fear of getting caught or having yeah. to have having this shit to speak up about or having have it come back around like you think you're getting away with some shit and then bam yeah it hits the light so 
Um, I'm trustworthy because I'm afraid of dealing with the consequences of not being trustworthy or not being honest. So I be telling the truth because I'm like, I don't want to even deal with the motherfucking. I've dealt with it in the past and I don't like the way I feel. <laughs> I ain't like the way I feel having a, oh my God. it's stressful. Yeah. It's stressful. It's stressful, but I I didn't have my little time of two. Okay, but what about outside of outside of like outside infidelity? Of, outside of that, I'm still trustworthy. Okay. I'm a still trustworthy person because again, I don't want to deal with the consequences of not being trustworthy. I just was thinking about today, like what keeps me monogamous in a relationship? What are the things that you know? make me not stray mm -hmm. but the nigga gotta be doing what he's supposed to be doing <laughs> yeah, otherwise i'm out there i'm, I'm out of here and i'm out there but yeah i'm trustworthy i do what i say i'm gonna do because i have integrity i'm a woman of my word yeah and integrity is what you do when no one's looking or who you are when no one's looking so if i'm honest in your face then i'm honest behind your back yeah i agree with that what about you i consider myself trustworthy as well and it's because of integrity i i try very hard to operate from a place of integrity because that's what i expect to receive yeah so i think that's the main thing that makes me trustworthy in like um i value people trusting me mm -hmm. like that's something that i find value in and i appreciate so i think that's what keeps me trustworthy too because there's a lot of people that aren't. Mm -hmm. And when people find you trustworthy, it creates like a different type of bond and intimacy that I that I like. I'm thinking, have I ever been around? Oh, yeah, I know some people I, I don't trust. Bitch, there's tons. I know, but I'm thinking about like personally. Like I know oh, there's, there's people out in the street. No, there's but... tons of people personally that I don't trust like uh -huh. that. You really? know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like there's certain people you'll be like, you can be cool with people that you don't trust like that. Mm -hmm. And that's how, that's when you navigate the space like, I'm cool with you. I'll hang out with you. I'll keep key with you, but I'm not telling you my business. Mm -hmm. I'm not bringing you around certain people because yeah, it'd be I that for me. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't trust the way you move. Yeah. I've picked up on the way you navigate. Yeah. And that's not really my it vibe. It doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't me. mean that we can't be cool, cordial or whatever, mm -hmm. but I just know that I can't deal with you like that. Mm -hmm. And that's why the few people that I hold near and dear to me, I really appreciate because you cannot have everybody um close to you like that and that's not even being pessimistic that's being real mm -hmm. because bitches is crazy and so are niggas yeah <laughs> everybody there's a little crazy and all they're all a little crazy and yeah 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 so i definitely do consider myself trustworthy i consider you trustworthy same that's why you're my best friend. You're my best friend. Now we're going to be saying that all the time. That's why you're all my best friends. I trust them. So. With my life. My heart. Brittany. <laughs> Brittany. Brittany. Stop. Um, I'm just saying. So. With trust comes with the trust of self. Yeah. Um, I know you say you consider yourself trustworthy, but do you trust yourself? Yes, generally speaking, I do trust myself. I do trust myself because I'm typically self-aware. Mm -hmm. And I make decisions that are in my best interest most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important with building self-trust because that's how we learn to trust ourselves. Like if we're doing things that are continuously fucking ourselves from the front and the back, we're breaking down our self-trust. Mm -hmm. So 
when I'm being intentional, when I'm tapped in, conscious and aware, I definitely am trusting myself. Now, there's some times where I've been like, well, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah. And if I keep doing things like that, I can see how my self-trust, I can chip off, chip away at it. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I feel like I do trust myself. Good. But I let myself down sometimes. Okay. When I don't keep promises to myself, like yeah. I want to wake up and do this for my morning routine. I want to go to the gym every week. I want to eat all three meals. There's small things like that, like pro- small promises promises like that that we make to ourselves and we don't do the shit, like mm-hmm. the shit we want to do for the podcast and then we're sitting up. Why is it wondering this? why things ain't hitting the way they're supposed to hit? There's stuff like that that makes you um that also chips away at self trust because it's like you're not doing what you say you want to do for yourself. So how can you expect yourself to lead you to where you want to go? Right. So right. what about you? Um, I think generally speaking, I trust myself mm-hmm. um, to make decisions that don't put me in harm's way. I feel like I can make better decisions that bring me to my highest point of like m- myself, you know, but, and I think mainly the piece where I'd be like, eh, you know, I'd be indecisive. I'm not going to consider that like lack of self-trust. Sometimes I'd be indecisive and I'm like, but it's not because I don't trust. Maybe it is because I don't trust my own decisions. No, huh? Well, how do you feel? <laughs> like when you're indecisive, when you're in a moment of indecisiveness, what are the feelings that are going through your mind? Is it like, am I going to make the best decision? Or is there just, there's too many options? Like what? Sometimes it's options. And sometimes it's because I see the good in both, right? Because mm. that's just the way I look at everything. That Libra shit. Exactly. It's that. It's I'm not like, that I don't. listen. Y'all, that last night I had a trouble making a decision about what to order. I said, the burger or the calzone. I cannot decide. I'm pretty decisive. You are very decisive. So I don't know if it's my indecisiveness would mean I have like lack of self-trust. What are you, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think that there can be instances where that is true. I'm not going to say just because you're indecisive though, that you Mm. don't trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not decisive. decisive. I'm not decisive, but I do trust myself. So what do you want to do? I know. Okay, well, both, you know, that, even though that's me, <laughs> but then that's, and I'm like, bitch, pick a fucking side, because what I can't do is that. I can't. I, I always can't. see, I always see the good in both options. I mean, and that is, you can see Everything. the good and just pick the best. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. Shit. I'm like, we could do that, but then we also could do this. And that's why I can't decide. But generally speaking, I make good decisions for myself. I can trust myself to guide myself through life. And I'm like, bitch, I know I ain't going out sad. Yeah. I mean, there's also those are the little promises that get broken. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. 
But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. Yeah, they get broken. And so I think in order for us to fully trust ourselves or to be better at trusting ourselves Mm -hmm. and also others, we have to consistently show up for ourselves. Definitely. And I know that that's an area of opportunity for me. I can do better. And it goes in waves. Sometimes I'm showing up on time early and taking names for everybody else who decides to show the fuck up. Right. But there's opportunity for me to more consistently show up for myself. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. Um, Because if I don't show up. Who going to show up? Who? And I think it also goes back to character. Character. What do you mean? Um, And even integrity. It can speak to all of those things like just being top tier with your character being top tier. There's like good, better, best. Right. You know, so it's like I'm kind of at the like. I would even say better. I'm pretty much like better, but to get to best would mean like doing what you say you're going to do. Like, right. If you have that, if you, if you have that same character with other people, right. If you say you're going to show up, you're going to show up, making sure that you do that for yourself. Exactly. Um. So to be the, at the best would be like, nigga, I'm at the gym. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. If I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. No matter if it's for you or for me, but definitely for me, which I think would even be like, would outweigh the two like i'm not showing up for you and i don't show up for me right you that's really like for, a slap we in need the to face be showing up for ourselves first and i think we need to figure out how to find the value in showing up for ourselves because mm-hmm. we find value in showing up for other people because we don't want to let them down and we get that we external validation wrong right it's external so what ways can we make sure that which ways can we find that same drive for ourselves yeah so that we show up for ourselves because it's easy to be like i ain't getting nothing going to the gym right now Uh, right 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 it's easy to keep putting things off to the side and not showing up consistently for Mm -hmm. ourselves because we don't have anybody who's holding us responsible to that standard or that expectation but we have to be the standard and it's honestly our self-trust is an example or a reflection of our self-love you're taking it down you know it is it is because if you really kept your word to yourself that's the way you show yourself love you know and if you're willing to go the extra mile for everybody else you got to be willing to love yourself enough to go the extra mile for yourself it the, the two go hand in hand they do it's damn near like synonymous 
You know, trusting yourself is loving yourself. Loving yourself is trusting yourself. You can't really do one without the other. If you're going to say you're going to do something, you stick to your word and you do it because you love yourself more than you love anybody or anything else. Right. First. Period. And that's important. And then when I think about why we trust other people and why people trust us, people trust us and we trust other people because we're consistent. Mm -hmm. We're reliable. Yeah. We put boundaries in place that people know how to navigate. Yeah. So those and things. And respect. <laughs> it's in respect. So we need to like just put that thing down, flip it and, and reverse, reverse it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it down. Dang, we haven't sung in a long time. I know. Bitches' voices were out. <sighs> but they're bad. You took my stride, but you didn't take my pride. <laughs> now that's going on the next tote. <laughs> pride you know, whatever stride and pride yes what's up so boundaries beloved that's what we were talking about boundaries. people understand how to navigate our motherfucking boundaries because they will not be imposed upon speaking of boundaries yeah is it easy for you to set boundaries both personally personally and with other people how do you feel on a scale of one to ten when it comes to boundary setting an eight Innate. yeah i feel pretty good about the boundaries that i said i um don't let people take advantage of me mm -hmm. um i re require respect from people you ain't gonna be acting like i'm no little bitch okay i mean that's how the i little bit yeah 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 you ain't gonna little little bro me mm -hmm. you know not being funny but i have a real thing about respect mm -hmm. i really do and once I feel disrespected, then it's like a dub, you know, mm -hmm. um, I've had a hard time with boundaries in the past in relationships because we know matters of the heart are a little different. Right. But um, for the most part, my boundaries are firm. I would think that people I would think that I would put I've put out the requirement and the expectation that you have to respect me in these ways. And if you don't, then I respond in these ways. Mm -hmm. um, so I I think so. And even even my personal boundaries. Wait, when you say personal boundaries, what exactly? Like boundaries that we set for ourselves. For ourselves, yeah. Mm. So those could look like yeah. Explain <clears throat> boundaries that we set for ourselves could look like they can be small or major. Like I'm not going to partake in this or. Um. I'm not going to engage with this person or I'm not going to. I'm pretty good. I would say an eight all around, mm -hmm. an eight all around, an eight all around. You know, and the 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 person that I would say I've, oh, my sister. I would say the person that, um, I'm sorry. I would say the person that has been the most difficult for me to set boundaries around is my mom. Like I've, I've learned I think I when I turned like 25-ish, 26, I had the most um, experience with setting new boundaries for her. Mm -hmm. and, and, and not necessarily for her, but for our relationship, right? Like, this is what it looks like to respect me as your adult child because you can't really say anything. And I've talked about this on the pod before, but, you know, you can't really say anything to me. You can't really definitely talk about my relationship the way you think you can. Um, so... I, that was the most challenging part for me because I feel like for the most part, I'm very firm 
and I could be a little rigid on the outside mm-hmm. with people who don't know me. If you like up close to me, then I'm just squishy. But if you are on the outside, I could be, I could seem a little hard. Like I can't really read her. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's not a social setting, then I'm like, Hey, but my mom was probably the, the relationship I had with my mom was probably the most difficult for me to like establish new boundaries around because it's hard, you know, and it hurts sometimes to yeah. be like, because in the process of establishing the boundary sometimes comes with a little pain or like a little tension. Yeah. Especially for from the other person. Cause they're like, well, wait a second. What is this? And it's hard for, for, it was really difficult for me. Like we didn't speak for a little while and the relationship was like a little, it had a little hiccup where I'm like, damn, you know, but this is where we are. And I think that helped us get to, or help establish the new boundaries. Um, and I think more recently, within the last like two or three years, I've had to establish new rela- new boundaries around my friendships. So many, so that, so much so that I've, there's been distance between me and one of my closest friends. Yeah. Because I can't be letting people do me wrong. Once I realized it, I said, oh, bitch, you're doing me wrong. <laughs> you're doing me wrong. You're doing me wrong. You're doing me wrong. And that's been very hard. Yeah. Setting boundaries with parents is hard because it's like the relationship is one way for so long Mm -hmm. and then when you become an adult it's like a dramatic shift and it can be hard to figure out how to navigate that space Mm -hmm. and the the parent it's like the roles kind of i don't want to say they're reversed but it's like we become equals yeah we do to some degree and that's hard for the parent to accept sometimes not all the time sometimes parents just get right into the groove of it and understand that you're no longer a child but a lot of the time those are white parents yeah, there's some black people that are healthy. The white parents. They now they never had control. From the beginning. From the beginning, you were always sunned by your son and your daughter's son. Shit, they'd be like, Mom, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my room, bitch. I've never been able to pull that card. No, nah, hell no. Nah. But yeah, it can be an it's an adjustment period for both people, the child and the parent. Definitely. And so setting boundaries with parents is not some that's not for the weak, but it's something that has to take place because it's needed to yeah. be healthy dynamics, period. Um, but yeah, what was, oh, you, we were talking about how do we think we are with setting personal. Yeah. What about yourself? I would say that I'm an eight too. Okay. I love it. B. Bees. 80% come oh, on I'm like, huh? catch on what the fuck is god have you never been in school I've been there Damn. I've definitely been there and I have the student loan to prove it <laughs> explain I will I will say that I am I don't know if I would say the word if I would use the word rigid mm. but most of the times if I don't want to do something I'm not going to do it and I think that has a that speaks to boundaries because a lot of the times people try to push up against like the boundaries that you set for yourself and also for them. And if I want, if I want to let you, if I want to participate in something, I will, but the moment I don't, I will absolutely fucking not. And there's nothing that can be said or done to to make me change. Yeah. You're pretty firm. (laughs) You are. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty firm, and I think it has to do with boundaries. So that's really, that's really, <laughs> that's really it with me. Yeah, and I don't think there's anything. I think that's an admirable quality about you because you do be like, if if 
if somebody knows you well enough to know like the sweet side of you and the good part, you because know, I because there's a lot of balance there and because kind. you are very sweet and very kind. But I think a person has to really know you. They you have had to have let them in to know the soft side. Okay, of you. but don't act like I just be mean to people. No, I'm okay, not. Let's get that. Set. No, but Brittany. Okay, if you have ever interacted with Brittany, and we talked about this too. What? Brittany does, is not a person who. I love when you talk about me. <laughs> so fucking sick <sighs> Brittany is not the kind of person who will uh allow a lot of fluff inside That's, of, I, I can't I'm not fluffy she's not not at all I'm not and fluffy at all um Brittany is very like huh, nice to meet you and then it's kind of like if she's really not interested she cannot fake interest that's it. I can't. There's no faking interest. So that's why I say if a person doesn't know you, you could come off a little rigid or like kind of like, oh, what's the vibe? Hard to read. Mm -hmm. But if you've allowed them to know you and, and get in and, you know, interact with your personality, then they'll know there's times when Brittany's down and she wants to do it and it's a go. And then there's other times if you're like, no, I don't want to do it. Then it's just like, OK, I can respect that. Right. But if somebody hasn't had that pleasure then they'll be like, damn, this bitch is a little the pleasure. Type A. Dead. I'm I just <laughs> if I don't want like there's a lot of things that sometimes I feel like we are um forced to do. Kind of forced or we do um to appease other people. And I hate that shit sometimes because sometimes I really don't want to do it. Like mm -hmm. I don't like um I don't like that. Like I don't like being forced into interactions and sometimes people will drag the shit out and I'm just like I really just want to end it here. Please. I know. And you, 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 you don't know how to. Uh, and I don't know how to act like I want it to go on because yeah. I want you to know. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the complete opposite. It's done here. We're done. <laughs> I'll be like, I cannot let people. It's really hard for me to hurt people's feelings. And I don't. I, my, it's not my intention to hurt people's feelings, but. And I don't think I've that's what you're doing. Mine. I don't think you. that's what you're doing. I'm saying that that's what it would feel like for me to do it. You would think that you're hurting their feelings. I would. By continuing on. We'll give an example, a real life example. So like, you know, sometimes when you're in conversation with people yeah. and mm -hmm. everybody has different conversation styles. Like some people are very straight to the point. I'm very straight to the you point are. that sometimes I, I saw a tweet, to, a tweet today talking about small talk. And, <laughs> oh, that's not her vibe. And somebody was like, sometimes I forget to say hi or how you doing. You know how you start the conversation mm -hmm. off. I'll say hi, but I really just be wanting to get straight to my point. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I'm hitting you up because. Yeah. And that's just how I am. Like, I'm going to come straight. I'm not trying to be rude or anything. It's just that. I'm saving you and me from the fluff by just saying like, you know, here's the vibe, mm -hmm. da, 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 what's good and whatever. Um, but even in some other instances, people like will go, you supposed to be talking about one thing. And I'm not talking about these are people that I like engage with. with. And there's also room for it, not for this to happen. Anyway, what the fuck am I saying? Sometimes people would just go off on a damn tangent and you will be talking forever. And it's usually a lot of the times about something that you may not be interested in mm -hmm. for a person like me. I know there are some people who love to talk, so they probably don't care. They're probably here for it. Like, yes, talk, let's talk, let's keep it going. But for me, I have like a battery that 
dies and I'm like, I don't want to keep it going. So instead of continuing to engage in the conversation like you normally do, like asking questions, like, you know, the back and forth. You'll just I'll pull just back. be like, OK, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Or should, if, if it's like multiple, if it's like multiple people in the conversation, then I can I'll tell, remove myself and I'll let them continue. I can tell when Brittany's battery dies. I said, oh, the bitch is dead. <laughs> I'm like, eh. and I, I be wanting to be dead. But it's, it, it's always hurtful when the person is super into it. Yeah. When they're super into it, I, I cannot pick myself to be like, I can't make myself can't be make like, yourself oh, I'll be like, I hope they get out of it. Yeah. Stop being into it but right now. But the thing now. is, Germany will she'll do what people do when you're engaged in a conversation and she'll ask another question. I'm like, this shit's never gonna <laughs> end. Because they're My so into God. it. Because they're so into it. But <clears throat> if bringing it back around to the boundaries, yeah. right? I feel like a lot of times because of the way we're raised, we might have an easier time setting boundaries as opposed to not. So we were raised in pretty stable households, allowed to be ourselves. So it's easier for us to set boundaries. And when we do, our parents respect them, although it might be difficult, it's much more easier than it might be for other people. And sometimes it's hard for people to set boundaries because sure. because they have tried to do it in the past and were met with opposition or it wasn't a pleasant experience. And then they feel like it was hard to keep the boundaries in place. Yeah, it happens a lot with children. Child trauma. Yeah, because that is how a lot of us are raised, like, you're bound you don't have you don't have room or permission to have boundaries as a kid like although we were yeah black kids (laughs) this is something that i think is more so of a personality trait of mine Mm -hmm. that Mm. i've just turned into boundaries as adult because as an adult because when i was a kid it's definitely this is my house my rules i don't give a fuck what you got to say it's no Mom, I think it should be this way. Or yeah. I don't like when you do this. Or it's stay in the child's place. I make the rules. You follow the rules. It's that's not the up man- for debate. That's the new millennial way of raising children. It's How do call- you feel? They call it the positive parenting. Period. I was a part of the negative parenting yeah. generation. <laughs> they call <laughs> the it mix. positive parenting. And there's a part of me that appreciates that. A part of me, I'm not going to lie, be looking at y'all like the fuck going on because... <laughs> It's foreign to me and I'm also not a parent, Mm -hmm. but I get the perspective and I understand where you all are coming from. But that's what it's called, where if your child doesn't want to do something, you don't make them do it. If they don't want to say hi to someone, you don't make them say hi because it's about respecting the child's boundaries. That's something, a bridge that I'll have to cross when I have kiddos. Yeah, I don't want to even. If I should have them. But I when I hear that, sometimes I'm like, because I'm it's foreign to me, I'm like. Okay, what the fuck is you when I say speak? Or how about if somebody speaks to you, you speak to them? That's nothing. I don't think that has nothing to do with boundaries. Uh, that's a respect thing. Well, yeah, but I think they're mainly taught. What it mainly applies to is if a child expresses that they're uncomfortable. Of course, yeah. come on now. Yeah. Now that's just. But I'm saying the, the if you don't want to speak, don't speak. That that's like hold on now. If you in the public and somebody says hello and you don't say hello back, it's like ugh. Yeah, that ain't got that. nothing to do with boundaries. That's just common courtesy. Yeah, that's manners, politeness, and that's what these millennial parents don't be teaching their goddamn kids manners. <laughs> that don't let that go out with the bathwater. Yeah, that needs to be kept. That needs <laughs> to be kept it. in place because some yeah. 
Some of y'all kids be acting a goddamn fool. Yeah. No tea, no shade, but damn. Yeah. So, anywho. But, yeah, the our childhood, how we were raised, as as everything else, do, does have a lot to do with how comfortable we are or uncomfortable with setting these damn boundaries. Mm-hmm. But one thing to note. What are we noting? Because you mentioned that sometimes we don't want to set boundaries because people take it the wrong way. We got to throw people. that out because people, when you're setting a boundary, you are going to be met with opposition most of the time because people don't like that. People. And it it affects them. Yeah. It benefits you, affects them. When you set boundaries with people who didn't once have a boundary with you, it's like, what? You putting me in my place? Yeah. You're putting walls around yourself that and I cannot cross? against that motherfucker? Dead. Against that motherfucker. They will push against it until it's like, am I tripping? Am I crazy? Mm. Like, what's going on? And you have to just be like, no. This is the boundary that I set. Period. You're going to abide by it. And that's that on that. Because why am I going back and forth with you with something that I set for myself? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It wasn't a question. It was a statement. It was a statement. It's done. The one and done, baby. Jesus Christ. Yes. So we're doing that. And... Mm -hmm. There's ways that you can tell what type of boundaries you need to set yes. because sometimes we're not aware of what boundaries boundaries we need to set. Boundaries is a hot word, but we need to tailor the ones that we set for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you can think of a few things that we'll list out. What makes me feel safe? Mm-hmm. So if someone is exposing you to behavior that triggers you, brings up things that just don't make you feel good, make you feel unsafe. <clears throat> it is normal and acceptable for you to set boundaries with this. Like, uh, uh-uh, I don't like this. And we know when we feel unsafe, right? Yeah. We know when things make us feel uneasy and we know when we need to put something in place to make sure we don't feel that way. Yeah. When people, um, disrespect us, mm-hmm. mistreat us, or just do it doesn't even have to be deep sometimes. Sometimes it's just like I don't yeah, like the way I felt. I don't like the way Period. I felt when you did that. I don't like the way I felt when you talked to me in that tone. Mm-hmm. That'd be it for me. Like I don't like that. I don't like when you come at me like that. Yeah, the tone needs to there's a needs to be a shift in tone. A shift because I feel disrespected. So that I it feel, always goes back to disrespect. Because you know what? The me. smallest things like tone can unconsciously make us change the way we communicate with the people. And mm-hmm. then next thing you know, you're realizing I don't even want to talk to you. Yeah, I, I need like, a break. Right. Be needing a break. Something else you can consider is what makes me angry, right? So we have to remember that we're in control of our own emotions. Nobody else. We when we when we allow people to be in control, it's just because of that reason. We allowed it. We released our own power so that they can do what the fuck they want to do. Yeah. So we have to be conscious of people who make us angry, who bring out the worst in us, who Mm -hmm. make us want to fight, okay, and slap a bitch. And (laughs) Be willing to discuss that with the people who are around you, especially if it's like people who are close to you who are making you angry, people that you are in relationship with. You got to tell them like, this is what you do that makes me not feel well. It enrages me. That's key. Healthy communication. Communication, like Dr. Joy say, if you said, if you have an expectation, you have to communicate the expectation because a lot of times we're expecting things and we haven't even laid out what it is we want from the other person. I know. Do you, is it easy for you to bring up difficult topics with people? Mm, not like all. difficult conversations. Um, because that's what it. That's what they be. Difficult conversations. We have um, to crack them open. 
sometimes it's not always easy. Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. If it's something where I'm I'm trying to think. With for the most part, yeah. I just have to think about how I have to get build up the courage to say your it. approach. My approach. I'm like, how should I bring this up? Yeah. But for the most part, I can do it. It's probably like a seven or eight out of ten. I feel good with my communication style and my ability to do it, but sometimes I get so anxious about actually having to do it that I'm like, oh. What part makes you anxious? Um, the response is mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. what they're going to say back, how they're going to feel, how they might perceive me. Um, those are the main things, which I have to stop caring about how people are going to perceive me or how other people are going to feel. Definitely. Um, that's something that I'm working on a lot of times when I want to talk about like, okay, tough conversations for me. Y'all is being like, I wonder when he wants to get married. <laughs> that's one of them. You know, that's hard. That's hard, but that's damn near needs to be like breathing. I know, but it don't be like breath for me. It can be though. I'd be like, uh, it can be like uh, breath. Uh, you make it more deep than it needs to be. Okay, well, we'll read me then. You do because we'll honest- read a bitch then. <laughs> We're on page two. My book is open. <laughs> We're on page two. Go for honestly, it. Honestly, all it is is just a conversation. Like it's not setting anything in stone. It's just expressing how you feel about the topic, which is important. Because if you don't say shit, nobody will know how you feel, and it's important for the person to know the other person. To know how you feel. We need It's the expectations. See? We need those tools. If I expect something, I have to communicate my expectations so that I give the person an opportunity to do what I expect or to not do it. Exactly. Or to know what's expected. Exactly. As opposed to being like, eh, it's a free fall. Okay, I have the courage now. Yeah. That's it. We've only had this conversation 20 times. It does not matter. It does not matter. Every time we talk about it, I get get a little more. Exactly. Exactly. I get a little more power. I take it back. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, I I feel I feel like an 8 out of 10. It just be shit where I'm like, how are they going to perceive me? Yeah. What about you? I feel like I'm good at having difficult conversations, and I feel like I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. Because, you know what? Just like I said, I can't hide my desire to want to be out of conversations. I can't hide when I'm bothered. Mm. like it eats up at me i can't be acting like oh hey yeah it's it's something that's like burning even if it's not something that's hella deep if it's just something that i really need to know the answer to you're you're asking question okay i gotta (laughs) ask i gotta ask and i i'm not to say i don't have the feelings of like anxiousness Mm -hmm. and like wondering how people are going to respond because that's human and fuck who knows how the person is going to respond and you consider that but for the most part I do have the difficult conversations and it's easier to have difficult conversations with people that are mature and receptive because if you know you're going to be met with some backlash or some drama that can make you not want to have the conversations either. So it's definitely easier when you're having conversations with people that, you know, have their fucking head on straight for Mm -hmm. the most part. Mm -hmm. They're receptive. They're listening, willing to converse about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to uh, backpedal a little bit when we're talking about figuring out what makes you angry as a way to set the boundaries. Um, sometimes you got to just remove yourself completely from these people. Maybe that is the boundary. One one approach would be talking to the people around you and saying, mm-hmm. this is what you do that triggers me and makes me angry. The next approach or the other approach would be 
completely realizing these are not people I want to be around. Yeah, I can't negotiate with you. Yeah, I'm not going back and forth. I'm not about to argue, argue with you. you. So, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Another way to figure out what boundaries you may need to set are um, figuring out what makes you sad. We have a to... tear in the eye. Yeah, and nobody wants to be fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Um, that sound like, ah... Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Ah. Oh yeah. Ah. Oh yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. ah. Who they want? Chop a style. Chop, chop, chop a style. I haven't shaken my ass yet, and I hope I'm shaking it soon. You song. know, when that song came out, we started seeing Drop a Style for Drop. Drop a Style. Drop, drop, drop a style. We love to remix the song. <laughs> they want Chop, Chop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, <clears throat> y'all. Okay. So when we're talking about sadness, it is okay for you to ask people who are in your life to be considerate <clears throat> of your feelings. Yeah. Okay. And ask them to, and expect them to respect them. Like there are things that make us sad and not that people are intentionally trying to make us sad. <clears throat> although there are some people who some are just mean, mean and evil and just not good people. But for the most part, people are not that we have in close quarters are not intentionally trying to make us sad. So we need to communicate to that, to communicate these things to them. When you do, when you don't text me or you don't call me, like mm-hmm. it makes me a little sad. It makes me feel like you don't care. When you do this, it makes me feel sad because it makes me feel like this, like just communicate those things. And when you bring it like that, when you present it like that, I think people would be more, more receptive. receptive and be like i definitely don't want to make you sad if my behaviors are making you sad i can adjust them if yeah. they're reasonable yeah that's so, what i like adjustment make a motherfucking adjustment yes yeah. and again if there's somebody who you feel like is just fucking you from the front in the back and it's causing sadness then get out the boundary is you're done you're done here you're done and i think all of this just goes hand in hand right self-trust boundary setting is our self love It's removing it's it's really instilling confidence in us and removing the self doubt from our lives from our interactions because self doubt is a motherfucker man when we doubt ourselves it definitely makes it hard to trust ourselves and set boundaries because you're questioning am i making the right, right decision? decision is this the right boundary right should i be bringing this up there's a lot of questions but it it all goes hand in hand what are some ways that you practice removing self-doubt from yourself? I look myself in the mirror. <laughs> um, ways that I practice the ways that I practice eliminating self-doubt, you say? Yeah. Like what do you what do you feel like boosts your confidence in yourself? Looking at all my accomplishments. Come on. No, just knowing that I'm capable. Sometimes you gotta take a look back at things that you've done. Yeah, how far know, you've come. Yeah, how far you've come. And even though if I'm presently feeling like there's some self-doubt, I can look back and say, you're a survivor. What? What? I do. I like I dive into things that feed my spirit and mm-hmm. my mind, mm-hmm. things that give me confidence, like words of affirmation. Yes. Yes. The journaling. What's your talking, favorite conversations with friends? Because we be pumping each other up like, bitch, you are good. We are capable. <laughs> we got this. We are capable. We got You this. have the tools. All we you have everything do, is in us. All you got to do is get out of your own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that Shit all the time. Shit like that. Yeah, I love a good affirmation. My favorite affirmation, the one I damn near live by is, what is for me will not pass me. Girl, that one gets, that one takes me from 
point A to B every time because you know you get worked up. You do. You get so worked up and then you just re- you're able to release it mm-hmm. even if it's temporarily by being like what's for me. It won't. It never will pass. There's me. nothing I can do. There's nothing that will not be mine right. if it's mine. If it's supposed to be mine. That's my favorite. So some things that you can do to beat self-doubt is like we said acknowledging a list of the things that you love about yourself right Mm -hmm. tell yourself affirmations think nice thoughts about yourself write down some good shit write it down make it plain baby yes there's a few things when you're writing writing these things down and making them plain think about create some goals for yourself yes i love to create goals for myself and when you're working towards them and achieving them these are going to help you build trust because it's like i set some intentions for myself Mm -hmm. i did what needed to be done and i got the shit done yes and when we're living in the present we can appreciate that because sometimes we be too far off in the future Mm -hmm. and worried about what you need to do and not soaking up what you have done and that can create some distrust too so hop into the present and be like you know what i did this shit yeah every time we walk into this office we need to be doing a looking around saying we did this shit we need to be doing a praise report because we got the keys (laughs) and then immediately we're like but we don't yeah yeah for sure sickening um something else that we can do to be self-doubt is to find a space where you belong Find a community that can enrich and encourage your own self-worth and value where you can pour into people and they can pour into you where you feel loved and uh, and respected and honored and, you know, adored, whatever that is. This is this is the community for a lot of us. This right here, what we do, what we're doing. Um, so find that where you can have people like you mentioned, we always are hyping each other up where you can do that for somebody where they can do that for you. That's super important. A safe space, beloved. That's here. That's it. So we're going to wrap it up by saying that we will thrive. We are survivors. We will thrive by setting (laughs) boundaries for ourselves Mm -hmm. and others. We will trust ourselves. Yes. Gain more self-trust. And we will rise. And we will love ourselves. Yes, we will love ourselves and stop doubting ourselves. Love y'all. Love y'all. We're going to end it on that note. Y'all, a little titty shit. And we will chat with you all next week. Bye. Bye, y'all. Love you.